Once again, good afternoon and welcome to all of you. It's good that you're here. My brothers and sisters in Christ, for many of you, you students, this is your last weekend in Aggieland. Some of you just for the summer and for others of you graduating seniors, possibly for good, until hopefully you come back and visit for a wedding or a Aggie football game, right? It's always good to return back to Aggieland for those reasons. But as we're starting to make plans for this summer, whether you're doing an internship, maybe you're lifeguarding, maybe you're working at a summer camp, or maybe you're going to be taking classes or just crashing at mom and dad's for the summer, you know, it's important for us to have a game plan for our faith. So as young people, you know, we like to plan road trips, maybe what work's going to look like, class is going to work like, but sometimes we forget to plan how to continue living out our faith, especially in times of transition, like going from the spring semester into summer or summer into fall. And I think if we're honest with ourselves, my friends, it's easier to live out our faith than to grow in our faith here in Aggieland at St. Mary's. You know, you got tons of mass times to choose from. You got confession times every day of the week almost. You got to choose a lot of different times of fellowship or organizations or events. But some of you freshmen will quickly realize when you go back home, sometimes it's a bit harder depending on what your parish is like. So today I'd like to talk with you a little bit about how to not lose your faith over the summer especially in light of the gospel today from John 15, which is perfect for reflection in this area. So as we heard in our gospel today from John chapter 15, we have the saying of Jesus saying, I am the vine and you are the branches. And he says that we must abide and remain on the vine if we are to be his disciples. So this first aspect of abiding in, on the vine as Jesus' disciples is prayer. So as we're looking up to this upcoming transition, it's important for us to schedule into our summer at least 20 minutes of prayer every single day, which maybe is uh, taking a step for some of you who don't even have that here in Aggieland. But my friends, we cannot call ourselves Christians if we're not praying. Being a disciple of Jesus Christ, being a Christian, means we have a relationship with Jesus. And plain and simple, to have a relationship with anyone is to spend time with them to talk, to listen to them, just like you would a good friend, a significant other, or any married couples out there know that you have to spend time with someone if you're going to have an intimate relationship with them. Now, I've said this a lot before over the semester, but you spell love, T-I-M-E. Where we spend our time is what we show we, what we love or who we love. Now, praying means that you have a relationship with Jesus Christ. So if we're not praying, then we're not abiding on the vine. Now, sometimes I think... You know, we say, all right, Father Chris, I pray. I pray two minutes before going to bed, and I pray before meals. And I've always done this since I was a kid, which is good to do when you're a kid and you're six years old, but now you're not a kid anymore. You know, you're adults. And so therefore, our prayer should reflect that stage of life, that we're not just praying like we were six years old. It's still good to pray before you go to bed and before meals, but now let's spend a little bit more time with Jesus. I'd say if you leave your time here at St. Mary's and at A&M or Glenn and you're not praying 20 minutes daily, then we have failed you as a campus ministry. Though we can only take part of the blame because we can provide the resources for you, my friends, but each one of us in our own free will has to choose to pray, to get to know Jesus. And we pray whether we feel like it or not, because we know what love is not just an emotion. Love is choosing. It's an act of the will to choose to spend time with someone else. Because all y'all know that a relationship takes work, but it's worth it. And it's not always easy, but it's worth it. And our relationship with God is the most important relationship in our entire lives, period. 
So when you're setting your game plan for prayer, here's a couple of pro tips for you. Recognize that, you know, we're all in different paths in this area, so maybe it's just kind of taking one step that the Lord's inviting you to today and into this summer. So firstly is to schedule it. So my suggestion is praying in the morning before your day starts. Now, if you can go to a church to pray, that's most ideal because Jesus, we believe, is truly present in the Eucharist, in this tabernacle, in a special and a particular way. But if you're not able to go to a church, we know Jesus is also still present in our rooms, in Scripture, in our very hearts, through our baptisms. So it's okay to just build a prayer space in your room as well, to take those 20 minutes every single day. It's the most important habit in your day. I'd even say more important habit than eating, actually. You know, our souls are eternal. Our bodies, when we die, will turn to dust and then rise again on Judgment Day. So just as food is nourishing and necessary for the body, prayer is nourishment and necessary for the soul. All right, so after you have your prayer time scheduled and you have your space, then comes the how. So just to take time each day, maybe it's with scripture, that you pray the daily readings that the church gives us throughout the year. That you read your Bible, that you take time to listen and to speak to our Lord. My friends, if you do this every day this summer and for the rest of your life, you will be transformed. It is a necessary part about being a Christian. All right, so that's prayer, and this leads us into sacraments. So Jesus says, abide in me and I in you. Well, how do we abide in the vine? We abide in the Lord by staying deeply entrenched in the sacramental life of the church, especially through the Eucharist. If you check out your Bible right now and you looked up where John 15 is located in Scripture, it's happening right around the time of the Last Supper. So Jesus is instituting the Eucharist, and he's washing his disciples' feet in John, right after John 15. So if we look, Jesus is comparing himself as a grapevine on purpose, an image of recognizing that we need to abide on this grapevine as his branches, which is a reference also into the Eucharist, Jesus' body and blood, the bread and the wine becoming his, truly his body and blood. So just as you go to Mass every Sunday here, my friends, it's important that you go to Mass every single Sunday when you go home or wherever the Lord calls you to this summer. Even if your parents or your family don't go to Mass, remember, no longer can you claim ignorance. You know that you need to go to Mass every Sunday. So you go and you invite your parents or your family to go if they don't want to go. Even if you're traveling, we know that we can make Mass a priority. And that's the beautiful thing about the Catholic Church is that the Mass is the same no matter where you are in the entire world. You're going to have the same readings and the Eucharist is the same Eucharist no matter where you go. And no matter where you are in the world, there will always be a Catholic church nearby you. Now, maybe the priests aren't going to be as legit as the ones here. <laughs> or maybe the choir won't be as awesome. But the reason we go to Mass is not for the priests or not for the choir. We go to encounter our Lord in the readings, to encounter our Lord in the Eucharist, and to come to worship our Lord for who He is and thanksgiving for who He is each and every Sunday as a people of God, not just on our own. So I encourage y'all to find a parish that's close to you this summer, look up the Mass times so you know when they are, and go to Mass every single Sunday. And if you want to go next level, maybe you check out when the daily Masses are, and you go once or twice to daily Mass. Also, if you can find out the confession times, it's awesome to go to confession a couple times this summer as well to help keep pruning ourselves of sin so we can remain on the vine. All right, so we got prayer, we got fellowship, and then all, 
prayer sacraments, and now we got fellowship. So as y'all know, it's a great gift to have 70,000 college students in Aggieland between AM and Blinn. And never again in your life will you have so many people that are your same age and state of life. It's one of the most unique and beautiful things about college life, especially here in Aggieland. And as we know, your friends can be a huge support to your faith, and maybe a reason why you come to Mass every Sunday, because you come with your friends, which is awesome. Now, Christ is the vine, and then we hear branches in the plural. So, you know, we're supposed to grow with other branches. It's true. But sometimes when we leave here, you're going to go home, and maybe you don't have your supportive friend group. And that can be a little bit hard. But one of the awesome things that can come out of COVID is we've learned about Zoom or other ways of connecting online. So I encourage you to maybe have a couple Zoom meetings with your friend group here and check in on how faith's going, how life is going. You know, it's not the exact same, but it's something similar. Or maybe a plan a road trip to visit each other over the summer to have those check-ins and to be able to strengthen each other in faith. You know, also sometimes our friends are a good. They're a blessing from the Lord, but sometimes he can take them away from us in order to test our faith. To be able to see if we can still seek the Lord and go to Mass without our friends or our significant other here with us. It's a good test to see, is our faith built on Christ or is our faith built on our friends? And I think this is a good question for us to ponder. But also to recognize there needs to be a balance because we do need good Christian community whenever, wherever we go. So there's also a part of us seeking community or creating community in order to live the Catholic life, the Christian life. We need to have good community, Catholic and Christian friends, no matter where we go. If you don't have them, pray for them. I know God will hear your prayer and provide. All right, so we got prayer, sacraments, fellowship, and then finally pruning. So another element of our gospel today is we have these vine and branches, and, and we're told that these branches can be pruned. And a way that we prune ourselves is by avoiding sin or allowing God to prune us. Because we hear that there are certain sins that cut us off from Christ, cut us off from the vine. We hear in verse 6, If a man does not abide in me, he is cast forth as, branch, as a branch and withers, and the branches are gathered and thrown into fire and burned, which we know is hell, right? Okay, so how could we not abide in Christ? Well, one way this summer is maybe if we just become complacent in our sins. We don't go to confession, we decide not to pray at all, and we just reject it totally. Because, my friends, sin is nothing other than separation from God. It's doing something that separates us from, our, from God or from our neighbor, by failing to love God or failing to love our neighbor. And so here's what Jesus is doing. He's saying, if you don't remain in me, in other words, if you cut yourself off from my word, from praying, cut yourself off from the sacraments and the life of the church, guess what's going to happen? You're going to dry up, just like the branches we saw and the plants that we saw from our Texas snowpocalypse, you know, that it killed so many an uh, animals, plants, probably some animals too, but um, the plants, and we had to uproot them and put new ones there, right? So in a similar way, how important it is for our spiritual lives to be fed by prayer and sacraments, or else we will be cut off and thrown into the fire and burned. All right, my friends, we have to realize God doesn't want that for any of us. He doesn't want any of us to be burned and thrown into the fire. He wants us to live a flourishing life. But I don't know about you, but in my life, there's sometimes I've felt lost, or I felt cut off from the vine, or I've been entrenched in grave sin at some point in my life. 
or have a lack of faith or doubts and you just feel blah. And God doesn't want that. He wants us to stay remaining on the vine, straying from sin and clinging close to Christ. So our tools and our game plan for this summer, prayer, sacraments, fellowship, and the pruning of sin. I promise you, my friends, if you schedule these into your summer, if you stay accountable to them, you're going to have an awesome life-changing summer no matter what you're doing. More importantly, you're going to be able to not lose your soul or lose your faith over these next couple of months. All right, so I want to end today with an important doctrine clarification for us as Catholics. And this is different from our Protestant brothers and sisters. So that's clarifying our belief in salvation. The Gospel today is probably the best text to show the falsehood of the doctrine that's very prominent among our Protestant brothers and sisters, and that doctrine of once saved, always saved. Sometimes it can be described as the doctrine of absolute assurance of salvation. Maybe you your friends have asked you before, if you die tonight, are you absolutely sure that you're going to go to heaven? And as a Catholic, you might be like, well, what do you mean if I, I'm absolutely certain? You know, like, isn't God the one who judges us at the end? <clears throat> but a lot of times, if you don't answer yes to that question, then that means you're not saved. And according to our Protestant brothers and sisters. But my friends, I would say it's almost impossible to reconcile once saved, always saved with our John 15 gospel passage today. Because what Jesus is clearly describing here is someone who is a disciple. They are grafted on to the vine as a branch. They've accepted Jesus Christ in their life, but then the branch doesn't abide in Christ. They don't remain in his word. They don't remain in the sacramental life. And through grave sin, they cut themselves off from the vine. So I think this is really important for us as Catholics to realize that this doctrine of once saved, always saved is an unbiblical teaching. It is contrary to the teaching of Scripture. Not this Scripture only, but it's also in references of other places in Scripture as well. But in a particular way, we just see in John 15, this vine and the branches image that Jesus gives us does not support once saved, always saved. So as Catholics, my friends, we see our salvation more as a process, which is founded and rooted in Scripture. It's not a one-time statement or moment. Our road or our journey of salvation begins at baptism. It continues with confessing Jesus as Lord every single day of our lives. And it's transformed by our love for the poor, the lowly, and the imprisoned, as Jesus commands us in the Gospel of Matthew chapter 25. And then it's completed at the very end of our life, or when Jesus comes again at Judgment Day, when he judges all of us and we pray through his mercy and through the grace of perseverance of faith and rejection of sin, that we be, will be able to persevere to the end. So once again, we can respond to the question from our Protestant friends if we are absolutely sure of our salvation by saying, I was saved at my baptism, I am currently being saved by God's grace, and I hope that I will be saved by God's mercy at the end of my life. Friends, it's been an awesome school year. Even in the midst of the craziness of COVID, what a blessing it's been here in Aguiland to still be able to live life. Maybe not perfectly, maybe classes online were hard, but we still were able to live out our faith, to have life with each other. So I think we should definitely count our blessings in that of what the Lord gave us this year. And yes, we had our own little crosses, but it was still a year that the Lord has blessed us. And my final encouragement for you 
is to reflect in a time of prayer. Maybe it's this week or next week. Even if you want to write it down in a little journal if you got one. But where did God stretch you this past year? Where did you have to rely on him more than any other year of your life because of COVID? Or where did were you reminded that you're not God and you're not in control because of what's happened? What did you learn about yourself? What good even came from this year of darkness that will allow you to be a good that's a catalyst that can help you grow as a disciple and apostle for the church in the world? All right, y'all, you know, this year's closing up. We can stick a fork in it. It's done. And as we roll into this summer, let's let prayer and sacraments and fellowship and pruning of sin be a part of our life, a priority of our life. And for all of those who are coming back for the fall, get ready because it's going to be awesome. May the Lord continue to protect us, guide us, and lead us to eternal life. Amen. Thank you for listening to Aggie Catholic Homilies. You can subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, Spotify, or anywhere else you listen to podcasts. Be sure to check out our sister podcast, Aggie Catholic Talks, to hear talks from Magnify, Catholicism 101, and more. Thanks, God bless, and gig'em.